We are presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport, but together at WinBet, the team is here in full effect. It's Anthony Beck, Eric Coleman, Ethan Greenberg across the way. The Jets 2022 NFL Draft is over. I'm looking at the teams right now, and I can read off a couple lists for you, but you've been paying attention to this for three days now. You think the Jets had the best draft out of anybody in the league? Yeah, they did. Uh, no doubt about it. Um, I mean, who wouldn't? If you didn't say the Jets, then you're clearly a Giants fan, right? That's really the only reason why you wouldn't say it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they got arguably the best four guys at their position in college football. I mean, I don't even know where to, like, how does even fathom the, how that happens. But <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that had these four players, in particular the four picks, the, la- the first four picks of the Jets, as the number one positional player for their uh, on their board. So um, with Gardner, Wilson, Johnson, and Hall, uh, that's a pretty good haul there. And then, you know, Rucker, listen, he's he was high on a lot of people's lists as well. So really good uh, – weekend uh, for Joe Douglas and company, and I'm excited to see all of them get on the field and start practicing. Uh, uh, before we get to Coleman, I want to go across the way to Greenberg here. Greens, what about Baltimore? Kyle Hamilton, mm-hmm. Tyler Linderbaum, David Ajabo, obviously coming off the Achilles. Travis Jones, very impressive from Connecticut. They got A.B.'s big tackle from Minnesota. Oh. Um, he, they got Charlie Kohler, one of your Charlie. favorite tight ends do, in this yeah. draft from Love Iowa Charlie. State. Isaiah Likely, another tight end. Do uh, you, you think the Ravens give the Jets a run for the money here? I, I think they, the Ravens definitely had a very good draft. I think a lot of it depends on um, – well, really, I think it could be David Ajabo. <clears throat> like, if he comes back fully healthy, I, I would imagine he's probably not playing this next season. But if he were to come back and become – the player that a lot of people thought he would be. You're talking about a potential top 15 talent in whatever round they drafted him. I believe it was the second round. So, And you talk about what they did. To your point, EA, they got the best center in Tyler Linderbaum. Somebody, I, I think there would be some people that think that Tyler Linderbaum was a top 15 prospect, let alone the top guy at his position. It just depends on what you think of him as a player. And Kyle Hamilton felt like he kind of slipped out and was there for the Ravens taking. And I think the... The popular saying around the Ravens is just kind of like, oh, of course he's going to be good there. That's I think they've earned that kind of trust. And, you know, I think they've definitely had a good draft, but obviously we can't grade a draft on April 30th, in, you know, or May 1st, but all indications are that they selected very well. Yeah, because, E, that's what people keep on talking about, who will prove themselves the most this weekend. And Philadelphia's added into the equation. They trade for A.J. Brown. They acquire him from the Tennessee Titans. Very interesting move, and they give him the big contract. Where there is a direct connection, I think, to the Jets is the Jets had conversations, as we've talked multiple times. I think fans are mad at me when I mention Tyreek Hill's name. I'm just looking back and saying, hey, this was part of the offseason. And there was also a report this weekend that the Jets had made an offer for Debo Samuel that included the number 10 overall selection. So it's interesting the way this played out now looking back. Yeah, it, it is interesting. You know, you, you talk about giving up a bunch of draft picks to to attain one of the one very good receiver, yep. whether it be Debo Samuel, Tyreek Hill, um, A.J. Brown, whoever it is. Uh, and then you look back to that not working out and what they got for it. You know, you, you have to think that the Jets won in this situation. Uh, 
Looking at looking at the potential of these players, uh, you, you Sauce Gardner, uh, Jermaine Johnson, the guy who you traded for to get back into it, um, you know Garrett Wilson, you know a, a dynamic receiver. There's so much value in these picks that I think these guys are going to be foundational pieces for this team for years to come. They're going to be uh, guys that a lot of them are going to be Pro Bowlers. They're they're going to be here for quite some time. You know I I just think they're just good, high character guys, high football guys. They have a ton of speed. They're playmakers and. I think together as a group, they're going to do much more than one receiver, than adding one receiver would do. As you're building a roster, you have a quarterback entering his second year, so he's on his rookie deal. Now, a lot of your best players are very, very young players, so we're entering a very um, interesting time. But I, I think you got to credit Joe Douglas, his staff, and Robert Sala and company for getting the roster to this point. Here at 2022. Yeah, I mean, it, it amps up expectation levels, right? I mean, that's the key. I mean, you know, you see these guys get drafted at the top of the in the first round, and you know, all all of them could have went in the top four. I mean, that's how good they were, top five even. So, um, you know, they did their homework. They got the guys they needed. They were able to kind of throw the dice out at that Brees Hall pick and bring a guy in as an added piece because they kind of dominated the first round and got everything they needed. Um, and uh, I think that every piece that they brought in will bring some type of uh, be a some type of factor for this football team moving forward. So, uh, you know, you you mentioned Pro Bowl. I mean, I hope that's where we get with these guys, but they're going to be immediate uh, on the field, and they're going to help the Jets now. You're not waiting. You know, you got to wait six games into the first season for these guys. These guys are going to be ready to go. They're seasoned, in my opinion. There's you know you don't you know, take your time with them. Like, let's go get out there and do it. I mean, I, you know, I, there's a catering process with a lot of rookies sometimes across the league. I think with these guys, they show good maturity. They're very high character. They work hard. They all have chips on their shoulder, even sauce. I mean, listen, nobody, nobody even talked about him coming out of high school and look where he is now. Jermaine Johnson fighting all the way through JUCOs and multiple schools and, 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 and got disrespected. You know, some people said he was a top five pick and he goes to 26, which is the Jets are very fortunate. And then, you know, of course, Garrett Wilson is a true playmaker and, and a guy that probably lived up to the expectation of where he's at. Big time college, big time player and, and got drafted high. Yeah. And, and I don't want to put that expectation that they got to be Pro Bowl players, but I just look at the potential as far as what they can do and how they fit into this team. I think they're going to be put in position to make plays. Uh, you know, you look at the defensive side of the ball, they're going to be impact players right now. The, with the talent that the team has right now and the way that this defense is run, it's all about attitude, effort, playing smart, playing tough, and that's what these guys bring to the table on defense. Offensively, you know, you have Garrett Wilson, and look at the receiving core. Yep. You know, you got Corey Davis, Braxton Berrios, Elijah Moore, uh, the tight you got Conklin. You know, you have tight ends. You have an offensive line to protect a run game now. CJ Uzama, you yeah. got Rocker. I mean, all the pieces are kind of coming together to get the most out of all these players. WinBet is now live in New Jersey, and they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. A uh, Sauce Gardner, is he a perfect fit for New York? He's got, he's got the swag. He's got the confidence. He's 
It's not over the top, though. I know one thing that you, you talked about, E, was that you loved that he said, I'm going to absorb everything like a sponge. Uh, you know, I, I just like what he brings to the table on the field and off the field. Yeah, I mean, he, he brings a, a great attitude. He's a physical presence on the field. But he has the confidence, but he has the humility as well. He understands <clears> that <throat> I'm a rookie. You know, I just got here. There's a lot for me to learn. And I think bringing that attitude along with the confidence of, I can compete with everybody in this league. I think that's just going to help. You know, he, he's going to be coached up well. we got some great defensive back coaches. Uh, he's playing in a great scheme. You know, when I look at him, you know, size-wise, he, he's like a, a bigger version of Richard Sherman. And you think about him Richard playing. Sherman was on social media the other day praising the pick. Yeah, he said this is yeah. a perfect spot for it, him. It's a great <laughs> spot for him because he can play – yeah, he can play press coverage. He can play man-to-man. -man, but he excels playing off the ball as well, playing Ooh. zone. He has great instincts. He has terrific footwork. Uh, he's long. You know, he's going to cause a lot of problems for offenses. Uh, uh, Greens, let me put you on the spot, man. What position group do you think got is most improved at this point? You can include free agency in the mix here since January. I, I almost, well, biggest improvement, I would say tight ends. When you talk about the guys that you did, CJ Uzama, Tyler Conklin, both of those guys could start for in the National Football League. They're both on the Jets. Then you add a guy like Jeremy Ruckert. I know we kind of talked about this yesterday, EA. He's one of those guys, Jeremy Ruckert, where if he steps in, you can learn from a guy like C.J. Uzama, Tyler Conklin. You stick your face in the fan. He's known as a run blocker. And the other position that I think is right where we stuck before was cornerback. Right now, it's crazy to me. I almost really can't wrap my mind around it that Bryce Hall and Brandon Eccles, who both started last year, are now in a room that have Sauce Gardner, D.J. Reed, and now you're talking about potentially there's a situation depending on how training camp shakes out where Bryce Hall and Brandon Eccles wouldn't start in a base defense look for your team. And all those guys that were rookies last year and second-year players like Hall and Eccles, I know Joe Douglas talked about this earlier, they all got so much playing time that if their number were called at any point in the season, that you're not just being thrown into the fire and you don't know what you're going to get. I feel like the Jets know what they're going to get, and those players should continue to develop. I think those two positions really stand out to me. All right, so before we look at a complete big picture, I think we got to put a period on a couple things. The trades of Jamal Adams and Sam Darnold. First off, the Jets have now used all the picks they acquired to obtain Jamal Adams. Um, in the Jamal Adams deal, I should say. They traded up to get Elijah Vera Tucker last year. Um, and then they obviously acquired Garrett Wilson with a number 10 overall selection this year. So essentially, that part of the deal, I know there were other things coming and goings there as far as the package is concerned. But essentially, you're talking Jamal Adams for Elijah Vera Tucker and Garrett Wilson. Yeah, Elijah Vera Tucker's like, He's like going to be here forever. Like he's that good. So that that's a that's a stud move, right there. And you know, Gary Wilson's kind of rubbing on me a little bit. I, I like his demeanor. I like his uh, the way he speaks. I love his game. Um, you know, he comes from uh, you know Brian Hartline, who played a long time receiver in, in the NFL, was his coach, and uh, he's developing good people. You know, extraordinary players, but good people. And I think that speaks volumes to, to what they're getting. So, um, you know, look, with all due respect to Jamal Adams, you know, he had some good years here. But clearly, you know, he's probably 
on the top of the mountain kind of rolling down, whereas you're getting two rising, one rising star for sure because we've seen him play. And this kid, I mean, with those numbers, uh, he's going to get his chance now to be great. Yeah, and Jamal's still, still a very good player in the National Football League. And when he's going to be healthy, he's going to get after that quarterback. He's going to excel in the box. We know what he can do. But And Jordan Whitehead's going to bring that now. Yeah. Uh, people, I'm serious now. I, I'm telling you, if he just matches what he did with the Bucks, I saw every snap. You of this loved him. We were talking about I, this in Indianapolis <laughs> no. in the combine. You said, uh, "Oh boy, he's going to be in a free agency," and you're like, "The guy all over the field." Maybe a whitehead, whitehead. Well, honestly, I, I felt like uh, I hope he's not watching. This. I thought we got we got him on the cheap. In my opinion, yeah. we got a good deal for him. And I'm telling you, I, I do a lot of spots in, down in Tampa talking about them, and I talk about him every uh, Monday morning because he shows up. Mm-hmm. The guy shows up, and that's a pretty good defense Todd Bowles had down there. So, uh, you know, he's going to come here, man. Like, he's going to earn – he's going to demand some early respect. Like, we're going to hear Robert Sala and some of these guys talking like, dude, this Jordan Whitehead, he's a dude. And you're going to be excited about him, and he should show up. I mean, I'm telling you, if he's just the same dude, the same guy, it's going to be more than the expectation of what he should be. I'm going to go check to see what Seattle used with their fourth-round pick they got from the Jets. That's going to complete the deal. Uh, but also, Sam Darnold. Now, if you look at it and look at the draft picks acquired, the Jets got Jonathan Marshall late last year. They get Max Mitchell here on day three of the draft, and then, of course, move up there in the second in order to get Brees Hall. So if you're looking at it, you can say Sam Darnold for three players. Yeah, I mean, Sam Darnold is a guy who uh, – never really turned the corner for the Jets. And, and I think that if you're trying to move forward as an organization, you bring in, you know, a new head coach, a new offensive coordinator, uh, it's time to move on. You know, you bring Zach Wilson in, uh, you're going to move on for the quarterback. So get as much as you can. And I, I like the value that they got for Sam. You know, I, I think Sam was a great guy, a great teammate, but he didn't fit. And, and you have to have the players in that fit, the scheme. And by drafting these young guys, you're able to develop them and turn them into those players that you that, that you need to, to, to play in this, this team. Uh, Greens, I think you talked to Joe Douglas, maybe it was last night or, mm-hmm. or the first night of the draft. What have you been most impressed with so far here, either over the past 18 months or during this offseason specifically? Yeah, I think it kind of goes hand in hand with what you were – both or what you all three were talking about. The one thing that I want to say before I answer the question is I think that a lot of credit should go to Joe Douglas because I don't think it was necessarily a uh, unanimously popular pick amongst Jets fans to deal those two guys and Jamal Adams and Sam Darnold. He did, and you just laid it out. It feels like he got great return for both of those players, especially it's kind of what Anthony said before. Like you, you take a look at what they've done across the league rather recently, and they've had their moments. And Jamal Adams was hurt last year, and so was Sam. But you know, if you told Jets fans that you traded Jamal Adams for the haul that you got and Sam Darnold, I think that fans would be on board with it. But obviously, you don't know what you're going to get in those players when you deal those guys. What I've been most impressed with is just how Joe Douglas navigates the draft and how he's really overhauled the roster. Pretty quickly. I mean, his first draft, 2020, he didn't have the scouting process, or he was hired in 2019 into 2020. So he, here's where I come back to it. 2020 was more of a trade back year, and you're like, oh, is this going to be Joe Douglas's MO? Well, 2021 comes around, goes up nine spots. He's like, this is our guy, Elijah Vera Tucker, gives up two third round picks. He kind of lets the draft board come to him. Same thing. This year, he goes up and he gets his guy, Jermaine Johnson. He goes up and gets Brees Hall. 
And I think really what I've been most impressed with is the way that he's overhauled the roster pretty dramatically, pretty quickly as well, specifically in the last 12 months. And I just think that Joe Douglas is a guy where he won't get fleeced and he also will go up and make sacrifices with draft capital to get the guy that he feels is best suited for the football team. And we've seen that. So I should say as part of that Jamal Adams deal, Hawks use the Jets' fourth-round pick in order to take former Sauce Gardner teammate at Cincinnati. That, of course, is Kobe Bryant. But uh, those deals have set the Jets up for what they're going to become here in the future. Um, Because, listen, the Jets said that they were going to be comfortable with Sam Darnold. They just thought this was a very unique opportunity to get Zach Wilson. Speaking of that... Look at the quarterbacks this year. Every year we talk about the draft and we start with the quarterbacks. Well, that wasn't the case this year. Kenny Pickett was the only quarterback to be taken in the first round. He goes to the hometown Pittsburgh Steelers. He's actually a New Jersey native. Malik Willis, who people have been talking about for months. Maybe he's a top 15 selection. He falls all the way to the third round. Uh, Matt Corral goes late. What did you think about what you saw from the quarterbacks? No surprise there? No, that's kind of what I expected, you know, and the media and all the pundits kind of were pushing me and jabbing me to think otherwise. You know, everybody's like, oh, no, you're going to get four guys in the first round. I mean, this (laughs) is that, you know, Seattle, Atlanta, all these teams. And I'm just like, man, you know, like it's okay that we don't have a top tier quarterback. And quite frankly, there's a lot of get, uh, good quarterbacks in the league right now. Yeah. Unfortunately, the, the some of the better ones are young. You know, you still got the old heads that are across the league doing their thing. But, you know, you're talking about now where you're getting some quality picks that are coming up to the league and making plays. And, like, they're going to be there for a long time. So it is hard to jump in and just say, hey, got to take this guy. He's going to start. Like, look at, you know, Pickett. Is he guaranteed to be the starter this year? I don't even know. I mean, Mason Rudolph, he'll make it hard and, and whatever else. You got Mitch Trubisky. And Mitch Trubisky. I mean, you know, that's a, like. You know what's the most ironic thing about the whole Sam Darnold bet is the Carolina Panthers just took Matt Corral in the third, yeah. third round. Yeah, and a lot of people thought he was going to be a, a first-round pick. You know, he had a phenomenal season. I think, you know, that kind of sends a message to, to Sam as to what they want to do. Matt Rule's under fire right now, and I, I think that pick of Matt Corral is going to uh, push Sam, hopefully, to be the, the, the best player he could be. It's... It's such an advantage you walk into a draft having a quarterback in place like yeah. the Jets did this year. You know, Matt Rule, too, how it's different. He's got final say on roster. Here we have a partnership mm-hmm. with Robert Sala and Joe Douglas. And Joe's got a great staff. You know, Rex, Hogan, Chad Alexander, Phil Savage, yep. seasoned dudes that have been around some good organizations. You need that. You start coming in and making all this money as a coach, and you say, well, i got to have final say on the roster. We'll look at them. You know, honestly, I, and I like Matt, but, you know, it's not college anymore. It's a different deal. And, you know, Matt, I saw Matt at the Combine. He looks a little older, a little grayer in the hair. I mean, of just a couple of years. I mean, it's so it's it's not it's not easy deal. That's why you, you get the right people in the building. And and that's what you see. And this is a perfect example of a draft where everybody's on the same page, man. Everybody's excited. And and you, you got those guys in the organization that that have been through the rigors, area scouts, worked the big time organizations and received the knowledge to make trades like Joe Douglas did to move up, to move down, you know, not to get fleeced like Ethan talked about, you know, you're. I mean, I, we could probably read the tweets the day that he traded Sam and the day that he traded Jamal, and we could probably see a lot of hate 
from like you were saying. I love to read some well, of those. Well, the Jamal and thing. Now, the, and now, you know, you're probably like, oh, hell, let's read them because it's it works out in your favor. <laughs> I, mean, I love the Jamal trade, and we're, we're putting this all to bed because it's rightfully so. We're putting a period down in the sentence because now you're seeing what those draft picks have actually become. They are names. They are people. They're not just picks anymore. The Jamal trade, I thought, took courage because a lot of people, there's some old-school football folks. He was a foundational player, who, people who, thought. Who would also yeah. say, who would say that you never trade the best player in your yeah, team. Yeah, he, he was supposed to be a and, foundational player. And he was the best player yeah. in your team at that point. Right. And, and look at what you've done. You've opened the door to, to, to a lot of greatness with other ki- you know other players that can come in, top-tier players. You know? Yeah, and, and guys who want to be here. That's the, right. that's the other part of this. Guys right. want mm-hmm. to be a Jet. And I, I think the narrative around this organization is changing. Uh, Ethan, what was your favorite image of the draft as far as from a Jets perspective? Any of these mm. calls, uh, you know, are set apart for you? Or how do you rank them? The images, like in terms of just pure stand, like still photos? or No, just- or photo or video. Or anything that yeah. you've seen at the building here over draft weekend. Well, first, I think it's pretty pretty jarring when you see the fourth overall pick, the 10th overall pick, and the 26th overall pick all holding up the jerseys in the field house here at the Atlantic Health Jets Training Center. I mean, that, that's a pretty cool image. And, you know, that could be a photo where you look back in time and you really think like that was the, the catalyst to changing the narrative around the New York Jets, depending on what unfolds here. The other thing that I love, I'm a real sucker for these, there's these videos where Sauce Gardner and well, Garrett Wilson and Jermaine Johnson in particular, they're watching videos of their loved ones recording messages to them that they're then watching and you get the raw emotion. And for Sauce Gardner, it was uh, his coach at Cincinnati. He wasn't a family member. But I, I really like those videos. And to see Garrett Wilson get emotional, Jermaine Johnson and Sauce Gardner, to see all those guys kind of react naturally, not knowing what they were about to hear, I think to me – that's one of the coolest images. The other thing is I love seeing um, – I'm a real sucker for the phone calls, like when Joe and Rex and Coach Sala and all the guys call the players. Love that. I'm all about that. And I think there's a relatability Joe. there with these guys. When, oh, yeah. When Joe's getting on the call and he's saying, we're on the effing clock, and he's hugging <laughs> people, and him and Sala are embracing each other. The true emotion of that, that – appeals to this fan base because he thought Anthony was talking about it before these guys are together with everything where well, you talked about the he talked about the work that he put in picking up the phone at pick 14 and trying to find a partner to get you know Jermaine Johnson as picks are going and everybody's saying no like how is it going to work out for us how do we get it done and then finally you get somebody to make that that play for you, and then you know there is, uh, I, I'm, you know, your, your heart's beating. I mean that, you know, when you're doing your job in particular field or whatever it is, and you, and you do something like that, that's exciting. Another, you know, to go back to what you asked uh, Ethan, another funny moment that I thought was kind of remembering was how about our boy Brees Hall, big time. He's over at Circa Hotel. He's got his own little private suite, <laughs> and they send a limo or whatever, an SUV, <laughs> pick him up at the hotel. Say, hey man. Come over here, man. We'll let you walk down the stage and and do your thing. So, I mean, you know, that's big time right there. You get picked up. How crazy was that? I'm watching it on the feed. I'm like, where is he? And then people are like, he's in Vegas. I'm like, he's in Vegas. Go get him. Yeah. (laughs) Pick him up. First class. Uh, That was something else. Uh, A lot of great moments throughout this weekend.
WinBet is now live in New Jersey, and they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. I'd like to close here. What, Salah said at the end of the year something that struck with me. We have to close the gap. And he was talking about inside the AFCs, the Buffalo Bills, two-time defending champions. I'm not saying, hey, are the Jets ready for the Bills, but where do you think they kind of stand inside the division right now when you're just looking at the landscape and how the other teams have gone about addressing their needs and making changes? You know, I mean, we have to wait and see. I mean, the Bills are doing it right now. I mean, you know, they're just adding pieces to add on to what they're already doing, right? So doing it and wanting to do it and be in the position to close the gap is all it is right now. So when this team hits the field week one, we're going to find out, like, you know, what is all this equal? And I think that's a lot of teams in the league trying to figure out and put together draft capital, free agents, and all this stuff so that they can propel themselves and be in the mix in their in their division. So, um, you know, now, does do, do the Bills have a lot more to worry about with, with the Jets? Absolutely. There's no doubt. You, you have to. You have to account for these moves. The the, the, the free agent signs. Carl Basham coming uh, come Lawson. Lawson, excuse me, coming back. So all these guys, I mean, that, that's part of the process now where it's like, well, man, this is not going to be the same old team that's coming in. That's just the reality. Yeah, same old it. Jets. Yeah. No. So it's no. Th- things are turning, and, and I love it. It's youth. It's, uh, it's guys that aren't overpriced, overvalued, and they're making the right moves, and you expect the product to be better come this season. E, something that Anthony told me earlier this offseason, I think, and, and it's resonated, was, hey, don't get caught up in the rest of the AFC. You you got to conquer your division. You right. got you got to start making inroads inside the AFC East. Yeah, I mean you play you know you play each other so many times twice a year. Uh, you have to dominate your your own division, play well at home, and, and kind of set yourself up from there. And you know the the great advantage that the Jets have right now in the AFC East is. Everyone right now is like, oh, the Jets are the bottom team right now. And you look at the teams like the Bills, they got the target on their back. You know, everybody wants to get after the Bills. Everybody wants to get after the Patriots. So, you know, you look at the Jets, they continue to gear up, gear up, and just kind of work in silence and continue to grow that bond and that chemistry and and just grow that mentality. They're going to start sneaking up on teams, and they're not going to be – they're not going to be in the back for very long. It's going to be – the Jets are going to be the team to beat pretty soon, especially if you start adding in – these great players, these high-character players, and you, and you add in the chemistry and the expectation from the coaches and just that energy. I, I just love it. That's why I love the offseason. That's what the, the offseason is about, getting in here, working hard together, sweating together, going through it, gaining that chemistry, and, and then you go out there and you fight for one another because you know that's my brother. He's got my back. That's what it's about. Ethan, what's the feel out there around the league and from the media as far as what the Jets did here this weekend? I think kind of what Anthony said, I feel like everyone likes what the Jets have done in this draft and really the offseason. And, you know, maybe there was no – maybe in free agency there wasn't like a big swing, right? But what the Jets did, getting Lake and Tomlinson, solidifying the offensive line, same thing with the cornerbacks room, and you couple that with what happened in the draft, 
I think when you kind of look at it from a, a wide angle lens, year this year was about playmakers and protection and it, just to give like a glimpse of what the Bears did. Like the Bears didn't really take an offensive player, I think, until Velas Jones out of Tennessee, the wide receiver. Well, the Jets are doing the opposite. They both have second-year quarterbacks, and the Bears have their plan. But Joe Douglas, with what's in place already, saying, you know what? Let's get a receiver. Let's get a running back. And Brees Hall, we, we drafted or signed Lakin Tomlinson for the offensive line. So this team, I think, has a blueprint of being a much better team on paper now let's see what happens when the pads come on. But to what Anthony and EC were saying before, maybe the Jets were sneaking up on teams and, you know, the Bills have a target on their back. Not saying the Jets are going to go beat the Bills today or tomorrow. But I think in 2022, I think that the Jets could take a significant step forward. I just think it's going to be interesting to see where Buffalo and New England, Miami, Miami's put some pieces around mm -hmm. to uh, yeah. they're really going to get a good read on what he is or what he's not when you add a Tyreek Hill into the equation. They got playmakers there. Uh, a very bright coach, but he's installing a new system. New England's made a, the playoffs last season. They had a fascinating draft that we're not going to get into, but uh, kind of unpatriot-like if you ask me. Uh, final thoughts here. I'm excited. I'm excited to get this thing going and, and seeing these guys uh, really play. It's not develop. It's just really get into the system and go. Um, I'm excited for, for Coach LaFleur and his system and what he's going to be able to do offensively week to week. As exciting as it is, it's a challenge. There's a lot of guys now that, you know, you got to try to feature and, and, and get Zach on the, the level and, and, uh, and, make, and, and make it so that he can play better, uh, you know. And uh, I'm interested to see the jump Zach makes. You know, from a leadership standpoint, from a from a, uh, a mentally a mental standpoint, you know, physically he's gifted. I think that's why he is where he is. But everything else that culminates being a great quarterback, you know, all those things, and that's for all the guys. But you know, when you play quarterback, that that has to raise. And again, we've seen significant jumps across the NFL with a lot of quarterbacks. So you know, there's no real the offensive line is much better. I think it's a top ten offensive line, and that's just way the way it is. So they're going to run the ball better. They're going to have a better line. The passing game should improve, you know, and, and I'll get Corey Davis, too. I mean, he's a guy that was brought here to be a significant part of this offense. He has to have a big year as well. So uh, all of those things that that mold competition and it's going to be fun. So these someone they're going to somebody's going to rise up to the top. Hopefully it's more than just one or two pieces. A lot more guys raise up and they start seeing every single day. Like, you know what? We got a shot. And that's going to be the biggest thing. The great thing is they've set it up where. Wilson doesn't have to carry this team. Anthony was just talking about it. We've been talking about it ad nauseum throughout the weekend. The line should be good. You have a lot of depth at the running back position. You just added a dynamic playmaker there at Brees Hall. You like your receivers. That was before getting Garrett Wilson. Wilson is a dynamic playmaker. You got so much better at the tight end position. So it's set up now for Wilson to have success and to actually make that leap. And he's got a, a great defense, you know, on the other side. That's what I'm excited about Jeff Ulbrich and what the, and the pieces that he added to this defense. You look in the secondary, you know, last year it was a lot of youth, a lot of young guys who didn't have experience. Now you add DJ Reed. You know, you get Sauce Gardner, you add Whitehead. You know, there's a, there, you get a Joiner coming back from injury. You know, there's a lot of help in that secondary. Then you add all the pass rusher, Jermaine Johnson, Carl Lawson coming back from injury. 
I'm excited about what this team is going to do. They're going to force a lot more turnovers. That's going to put Zach Wilson in a great position. They're going to win the field position battle, and, and that's really what it's all about. And, and Ethan, we got to close with this. I mean, the fan base, I've been here for a few years. They, I, I haven't seen them reach this kind of pitch in a long time. I think the excitement is building. I think that the environment in MetLife Stadium is going to be different in 2022. I definitely agree with that. And, you know, I'm really excited to see what the home opener is, whatever that is. And I know the schedule is going to be released in a couple of weeks. But to your point, it feels like the, you know, the draft is always interesting from the fan perspective in terms of reaction. And I feel like by far and away, the reaction has all been positive. And Anthony kind of talked about it, too. Yesterday, he's like, well, so far in the draft, like fans really know who each of the players are that the Jets drafted just by name. So to me, I think that probably speaks to the reaction of the fans. And I think that if you're a Jets fan, you have reason to be excited even before the draft took place with the additions in free agency and the return of guys like Corey Davis, like Carl Lawson, like Mekhi Becton. Then you couple all that together. I mean, we'll see what happens, but there's no reason to not be excited right now if you're a fan of the New York Jets. Well, these guys are excited because I think Coleman's going back to Florida. This guy's got a dinner tonight. What are your plans? Uh, my plans are probably to sit on my couch, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sit, sit on my couch, maybe watch some TV, probably order food because, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I could, I could go a night without cooking, just, you know, enjoy some time on the couch and then I get a good night's sleep and probably start to think about, um, what numbers these guys are going <laughs> to Yeah, here that, we go. That, that, that's time for another podcast. Yes. That, 2022. New York Jets draft has come and gone. You got a chance to be an historic one. The first time three first round picks since 2001. One of our buddies up here, Anthony Beck, was part of the four aces. But this is the draft in its entirety for the Jets. Ahmad Sauce Gardner in the first round, Garrett Wilson in the first round, Jermaine Johnson in the first round, Brees Hall in round two. And then where do we go from there? Ethan, Rucker, yeah. uh, yep, uh, Jeremy Ruckert out of Ohio State, and then they finally finish up with two fourth-round picks. There's our graphic, Max Mitchell and Michael Clemens. Uh, we will see you soon. The fellows are getting out of here. It's Omaha.